This neck is huge, dude. Is it huge? It's huge. This is a wide six. Oh, he's at the wide six. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why anybody. Why did right you get mind. the wide six? Well, it, I didn't order it. I mean, you know, like I just, I found it <laughs> online and I'm like, ah, incredible. I mean, to me, the BT6 Ken Smith with the big headstock, good night. So he's what not like a regular Smith. It's <laughs> like a, it's like a slightly wider fingerboard and string spacing. It's outrageous. It sounds like a Smith, man. Like the Smith sound is, it's something that I I just have such an odd relationship with. Like I hear you play it and I'm like, yeah, but like catch me on the wrong day. And I'll be like, Ooh. Ooh, Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like the bridge pickup on these. It's such a strange. An angry dog barking at you. Yeah. But the neck pickup's cool. It's cool. Uh, middle middle position. But yeah, they've got the Alan, we've got the whole thing. No, we're actually doing the pod. Yeah, this this is it's happening. Alan's just like wandering around in the background. <laughs> I love it. No, we don't love enjoy it. these. <laughs> He's like, no, man, no, we just like, picking his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's going around for the, you know, amazing. Yeah, we're going, Alan. Alan, well, Alan made it into a YouTube video. I love it. I love um, it. Yeah, like j- just, just like play, play yours, just so people can hear the sound. Uh, okay. The sound difference. And what I'll do is I'm gonna put on the. I will put on, so these, are, the soap bars are on basically. Cause I can Got put it. this bass on, by the way, new bass, ah, God, new, new bass. bass. Look at yeah. that thing. So we, I can put, we are playing some coffee tables today, divine. <laughs> coffee like, tables are out. Hold yeah. up your coffee table, Scott, hold up your coffee table. Yeah, show it to the, oh, I see. You've, you've got a different camera over there anyway. I've got, yeah, Whoa. I've got two cams. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so if yeah. I play sort of like. Yeah. Yep. Can you play something like similar? Yeah. Yep. Oh, the great Hubert Eves playing yeah. that. Miles Davis playing So What? So good. Yeah, so that's two soap bars, right? And then what do you got over there? What are the pickups well, yeah, on no, that thing? Dude, dude, it's two soap bars. So it's two yeah. soap bars. But the reason why, like if anybody's wondering, and yes, this is, we're going to go deep into pickups today. We're going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we sure are. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello down there. Can we have some warship down music? Because I'm bright eyes burning. Oh, dude, were you into warship down? I, I don't know. No. What? I wish. <laughs> Alan, were you into Warship Down? Yeah. Alan, is it give a, me the thumbs up. Uh, are you dude. saying Warship or are you saying Watership? Watership Down. You've watership. not seen Watership Down. <laughs> no. Is it, is it bunnies? Yes. I don't, oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know it. what to make of this. I've got like, this is like every, every kid my age, and you are the same age as me, obviously, from the UK. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you couldn't get through life without say, like seeing Watership Down. It was like... Yeah, rite of passage. Not even a rite um, of passage. It was just it, something you had to do. Everybody it's did it. sad, right? It's sad. Oh, dude, right? well, it's a great... Dude, I don't even know what I was talking about. Anyway, okay, <laughs> pickups, right? So the pickups placement 
of this bass is different to the Smith. So the Smith, you've probably got like, just like if you pick up your, yeah, you've got like a centimeter, like 10 mil or something between the the butt of the bridge and that bridge pickup. Whereas yeah. on this, I've got like an inch. So, and similarly, the neck pickups further forward on this bass as well. This is in sure. like ja jazz bass kind of placement. Whereas on the Smith, everything's pushed back slightly towards the bridge, which is why the Smith has got that real mid character. It's really, you know, when you hear a Ken Smith bass, it just jumps out. You can hear it in any mix. And I absolutely love playing them live, actually. I was playing one a few weeks ago. And I was just like, oh, you know, you know when you get on a gig and you plug in the bass, the band starts, and you're like, oh, no, you can't really hear yourself in the mix. Yes, I do know that feeling. It's a Sleep film. easy with the Ken Smith because, because you are going to be able to. It's like a knife through butter. It just, it's yeah. really fantastic in the mix. Yeah, love it. Anyway, as I was saying, dudes, we're going to go deep into pickups today. I've only got one bass actually here, which is the new bass, but there is something like kind of cool or yeah it is cool but it's also surprising to me um it was a thing that i've heard people talking about before with pickups specifically with soap bars of stuff yeah. you can do series and parallel and all of that kind of thing i've actually not really taken any notice of that in the past um for whatever reason who knows but i've never really kind of dove into the series parallel thing, whatever you know like series sure parallel. and then this space arrived in the post i plugged it in i was like oh it actually makes a huge difference and yes. i think that for certain types of players it could be really beneficial to have this option of series and parallel on a base. So we're we'll sure. going to be jumping into that today but we've also got a long list of pickups that we want to go through because well, you know, it's a weird world, you know, it's a, it's a kind of and a confusing world when it comes to pickups. There's jazz bass pickups, there's P bass pickups, there's oh, yes. PJ basses, there's soap bars, there's actives, there's passives, like give me a freaking break. So, so we wanted to put together a podcast episode that really dives into this. Um, this conversation and uh, we have done one before so if any of you regular pod listeners have been like well dudes you've done something like this before we wanted to do it again because again this is going to be on the main youtube channel shout out to everybody's been following along we've talked about this we're trying to you know trying out doing this as a new format for the main podcast for the main youtube channel sorry uh, so let us know if we're doing good let us know what you think are you enjoying this on the main the main YouTube channel. Um, and what we wanted to do is jump back into this conversation because we didn't have a bunch of bases and we certainly didn't have awesome visuals like we do today um, for that last episode. Well, you know, we, I think that we did it maybe six months or 12 months ago. So we're kind of doing a rerun, but I think that this one's going to be upgraded. In, yeah, that's uh, right. In a few different ways. And obviously just to shout out, Alan's already been in it. So that's an upgrade, isn't it, Alan? <laughs> Alan right it is. Yeah, Alan was already <laughs> in it. So we win in our Alan Scott in my life. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will tell you, you know, we sort of jumped to the end, right, with like these fancy, more modern, active soap bar pickups. Should we yeah. should we just take it back to the beginning? Yeah. Do you wanna you wanna grab a passive bass? Yeah. And, sure. Yeah, and just Let's... for me to get everybody up to speed, when it comes to pickups, even though you might look at, you know, different bases and it looks like there's all manner of different pickups that you can use. There's actually just a few different categories, at least for me, that I um, 
kind of like categorize into. So for me, it's like there's jazz pickups, there's P bass pickups, and there's modern soap bars, which is like this. These are like modern soap bars. We'll get into what they are as well. So we've got jazz pickups, P bass pickups, modern soap bars. Then we've got like humbuckers that you would find on like a Thunderbird bass. Mm-hmm. And also your signature bass, Mr. Allison. <laughs> oh, oh, fanning that, fanning yourself there. And then the final category would be just like weird ass shit, you know, like, st- you know, like dark star pickups, like the stuff that you're going to find on Rickenbackers and stuff like, like you know, just like odd, little oddities that, that I'm actually a huge fan of. So they're the main categories for me. Are you kind of similar or is there anything that you feel like? I've yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, I think too, in the, um, you know, in the active zone, or the humbucker zone, there's a few things. There's Stingray too, right? I mean, I think oh, we talked yeah, about Stingray, that. Stingray, yeah. Stingray. And then in anything that sort of seems like oddities, anything that is like passive single coil that isn't Fender, that's kind of the stuff we're referring to as maybe the oddities, right? The vintage vibes like yeah. Guild Bisonics or maybe gold foil pickups or Rickenbacker pickups where exactly it's that. somebody else's take essentially on a Fender single coil, really. Um, so yeah, I thought it would be cool though, to start with the first base. And so this is technically considered a precision base. This is a recreation. This is a custom shop 51 and it has under this metal cover here that I will not remove because I love these so much. Um, there's a single coil pickup. It just has four pole pieces, one directly under each string. It's bright. It's buzzy. Although I'm at a spot in the room right now, I'm going to play it where it's not buzzing at all. Yeah. So that isn't like a regular P-Bass pickup, right? It's actually a single coil. A single coil pickup, yep. And so, you know, with a single coil pickup, typically the output is a little reduced, right? But the brightness, the range of the pickup seems to be a little bigger. There's almost, to me, there's almost more clean bottom, clean top. Um, The mid-range isn't as pronounced, but the whole pickup is typically a little quieter and it's susceptible to single coil or uh, like 60 cycle hum, right? So if you get in a spot in the room, like if I turn this way, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in certain rooms, in certain venues, it's, that can be brutal, brutal, where it's almost debilitating. So it's sort of hard to just absolutely stake like a, a flag <laughs> in the ground for this kind of instrument with just like one single coil instrument where you can't mitigate the hum. You could buy, you can buy, you know, sort of uh, pickups that are humbuckers that go in this shape or that have a dummy coil that get rid of the noise. But the traditional 51 first pickup that Fender ever made for a bass is just a very simple single coil four pole piece pickup. And I think. I think it's beautiful. It's yeah. like the sound of, it's such a familiar sound. Oh, yes. Right? Like that sound. It's honest, dude. You said that the other day we were having a conversation. You, you picked up your jazz bass, you played it, and you were just like, ah. Oh. It's just such an honest sound. And I was like, that's that's the vibe, actually. That's the frame. Yeah. It's an honest sound, especially with flat wounds. It's just like this, just there's something really 
earthy about the sound. Yeah. It's, yeah, really magnetic to me. I love it. And you I said as too. well that with a normal jazz bass, you can actually get very close to that sound that you've got right now if you just roll it all the way onto the neck pickup because it is a single coil. Jazz, when we're going to get into this, you know, as we go through this episode, that is a single coil. Um, and obviously you've got a jazz bass with flat wounds on. So maybe yeah. just, just to demo this, if you play that bass and then grab your four-string jazz bass with the flats on, stick sure. it on that neck pickup and let's let's hear the difference. Let's or if there it. is sure. a... Yeah, let's check it out. The uh, same strings too. Actually, these are Fender 9050 flats um, that I've had on this bass for, gosh, probably almost 10 years. Flats on the jazz are a little newer, so that'll be different. But here, I'll, I'll try to play the same thing. Okay, so that's okay. the P bass. Let's get it. Okay, here comes the jazz neck pickup only. Bit yeah, higher output. The output's higher. D yeah. Is you know, it's it is a different tone. I think that it that, is a different tone. It is a different tone, but it's in the same ballpark, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah, like it is. yeah, yeah, it is in the same ballpark. I There's think the pickups about, are slightly different as well. They're totally different. There's something about that first pickup where it's just one pole piece underneath each string, mm. um, and then what was happening? A few things. Uh, they the the spike from the initial attack on that pickup is bigger. And also since the pole piece is right under there, all these, you know, meat fisted upright players smashing the electric bass and hitting the pole piece with the string. And yeah. that combined with the initial transient being bigger with that original pickup, they were blowing up tens in the included uh, Fender basement amp that you ah, could buy as a set. Got it. And Leo Fender was warrantying all of these tens and going, oh my God, they were just bleeding money. I've heard this. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah. You know, I'm just maybe talking out of my ass here, but I, I believe that was the case where they were really having to deal with, oh, this is a like a wide dynamic of attack on this bass and it's popping these speakers. And so they were like, how can we mitigate this? And so they designed, um, you know, they put uh, pole pieces when they did the split coil P pickup, which we'll check out. Yeah. They put pole pieces on either side of the string instead of just one directly underneath each string. Ah, to, and it to helps to make it, yeah. the attack less, actually. The attack is less, and you're uh, less likely to go straight down and, and hit the pole piece uh, with the string if you're attacking really hard. Amazing. Um, hey, it, <laughs> yeah, should, we, should we come back to the jazz bass? Should sure. we hear the P bass now? Sure. So maybe j just to, again, I think that just in case anybody was wondering why don't you play that bass right now but mm. just the neck pickup and then grab a p bass with flat p bass with the with the play, split coil exactly and play the same thing okay got it here we go so here's the jazz bass okay nice. here comes a 65 p bass Okay, 65P with flats. Even more output. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. Yeah. The output's just right. getting more and more. But it's, yeah, it's, again, that sounds very different. Well, I say very different. You know, it depends. If I was listening to this, you know, 
10, 15 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to hear the difference. If anybody is watching or listening to this and they're like, I cannot hear any difference, <laughs> that's okay, because yeah. I couldn't either. Um, it's like as you get more into this, your ears get more accustomed to the different flavors of tones, and you really do. Like for me, and I'm assuming for you, Ian, as well, like these different sounds, even though they're kind of in the same ballpark, they're very, very different. And oh, they totally. would sound, yeah, they would sound very different in the mix as well. Yeah. And in terms of pickup, again, gosh, this one is covered. Maybe we need a, <laughs> I'm so sorry. But the thing about pickups and all the pickups are just underneath covers. <laughs> well, we can, we, can drop the, we can drop them on so people can see them yeah, actually yeah, in the video, sure. you know, what they actually look like. But this is essentially, this is um, a split coil where, you know, you've got two, essentially two coils wired together to eliminate the hum. So that was one of the things about the first edition P pickup. I played on that, on that 51 here. People were like, oh, it's so buzzy. Okay. Well, this gets rid of that. And then also it, this uh, increases the output. I feel like bumps down the treble response a touch and honestly bumps down the low, low, like almost sub. It kind of focuses the mid range more. So again, if I play it, there's more, ah, ah, and that's what helps it kind of like simultaneously stick out in a mix and hold its own in a mix. And I'm playing it, you know, behind the cover, but if I do the James Jamerson or Sean Hurley thing here, Oh God, that sounds good. Right? Yeah, because of the cover, I tend to play behind it. But like Sean Hurley or James Jamerson would play in front. Mm. And it's cool because it's pretty dead quiet. The bass is not buzzing. It has a big, strong output. This is why the P bass is just like. It's the workhorse, much dude. The goat, you know? Yeah. It's it the workhorse. Right? Yeah. It's the workhorse. They're, they're phenomenal, you know? They're just phenomenal. They can do so many things. Yeah. You know, you can go from that really vintage sound and stuff, um, like obviously like Jameson and. There's a bunch of different albums that jump into mind right now. and But then also, like we were talking to John Button recently, and he was working with the, um, oh, what, do you know, Yvette Young from, yeah, what's the band called? God damn it, I can't remember the band. <laughs> anyway, she did this incredible, you know, that really famous band that I can't remember. Anyway, so Yvette. Uh, and- Covet. Covered, yeah. And John was playing bass on their last album. And I was like listening to it and it was just the bass sound was just superb. So I like messaged him. I was like, dude, what's what bass are you using? He's like, Oh, and just to put it out there, this is like sort of like kind of like like new rock proggy kind of like stuff, yeah. like instrumental, like it's heavy, right? So heavy music. He's like, P bass with rounds, dude. I was like, yeah, I- incredible. Yeah, so it really is the ultimate workhorse bass, in my opinion. Yeah, I know. And I wish I had a standard P with rounds. I, I will show you this, though. This is so interesting. Like, I have a another P bass with just a different brand of flats. So that P bass had labellas. Yeah. This P bass um, is a custom shop and it has chromes, but it's so different. Right? So, so much brighter. Yeah. Even if I play in front of the cover, a la Jamerson, you hear that top. Wow, yeah, yeah. 
So if anybody's any... not watching this, he's got a maple fingerboard, and that will change the tone slightly, but also the strings will play into this hugely as well. Yeah, big time. And, you know, if you play a set of bright flats with a pick... Right? Yeah. You just have that sort of big mid-range, that big snarl. Um, but And then, of course, if you put rounds on a P bass, which is very a, a very typical thing. I just, gosh. Ah, I, I got it. All of, oh, 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 he's got it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. Hold on, hold on. Just like grabbing every bass, every bass in the place. Place is littered with bases. Okay. Um, all right. So this is an 85 uh, jazz bass special, but it's, I don't know why they called it that. It's truly a P bass. But if I just get rid of the jazz pickup, right, and I'm just using the P pickup, there you can see a nice P pickup, huh? Okay. Right. So just while you're holding that up, this is actually a PJ bass. Yes, as well. that's right. Yeah, we can we can uh, we should talk about that in the combinations of yes, pickups we will. because that we'll, we're going to kind of sort of like swing around and come back to this. But go for it, dude. Play that same uh, riff with yeah. the with the rounds with the P pickup. Yeah. So right here's the here's rounds. Uh, uh, maybe I'll just do fingers. Right. I mean, it's such a classic rock thing. Yeah. It's this. Yes, dude. Right? I mean, it's just so... It's so classic. Yeah. Um, it's so snarly, sticks out, but also sits. Yeah, complete. Like, I've got the jazz pickups on this, so this is... Um, yeah, completely right. Completely different, right? Completely And that, again, I've, these are soap bars, but I've just got the, the single coils selected, and they're in the jazz bass position. So even though this bass doesn't look like a jazz bass... Sounds like one. Very much. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like one. We moving on to jazz bass? We talking jazz yeah, bass? Yeah, dude. So what we've done so far, we've done P pickups and we've talked, well, we talked about the early P bass with the single coil. And then we moved on to the P pickups and we've given various examples with flats and rounds. <laughs> and we've also yeah. with maple fingerboards and ra uh, rosewood fingerboards. Uh, so yeah, so the next one is the jazz bass pickups. Yeah, 1960, right, I, I believe is the prototype, 61, I think, is production. Um, and it was, you know, Fender's attempt to compete with Gibson. This isn't a Fender, this is a Lakeland. Um, but I thought this has really nice new-ish uh, strings on it. Woo! Yeah. And this is a really bright example of a jazz bass. Maple it's fingerboard, so, which is good. Yeah. yeah, it's maple fingerboard. Is it in 60s position, the pickup there? I believe 70s? it is actually 60s position. Okay. And what, and you know, and so for anybody, what that means is that this pickup is a little closer to the neck. In the 70s, Fender ended up bringing this pickup back slightly, changes the bridge pickup sound, changes the overall sound of the instrument. But, you know, the two pickups on together bucks the hum, essentially turns this into like a humbucker. Uh, but it's running in, I believe, Oh God, Ian, you've done it this time. It's running in parallel <laughs> or series. Oh. 
I never know which it is. I never know which. I know it's a complete nightmare, isn't it? God damn the confusing world of pick One to the other, and uh, oh my. I mean, you know, I swore to, I was like, I swear that I will understand series parallel and I will be able to, and there are going to be so many people in the comments like, are you freaking serious, dude? Uh, Shall I have standard- a look now? <laughs> Please, dear God, save me, divine. Save me. What's a standard jazz bass wiring? And I'm never going to forget it again. I'm totally going to forget it again. Okay, that that typically wound in parallel Got but it. if you switched them to series you could get it to sound more like a p bass especially if you favor the front pickup there you Got go oh. okay so they're running parallel meaning that they're running beside each other not one into another correct mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what yeah. it means right parallel means that's what, they're running that's what you said dude no <laughs> <laughs> is it <laughs> yeah i i think so yeah parallel yeah series one to the other yeah Yes. Let's go with that. Parallel <laughs> parallel beside each other. So with a standard jazz bass like parallel vibe, I feel like <laughs> you get that kind of scooped out middle Marcus Miller. Right? Yeah, and you yeah. it's just so there's no hum. But also it tends to get a little lost in a mix. Mm. Does it not? Right? It's interesting. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. So I've had, I had a really bad experience recently um, on a gig where I had a, I took a P bass and a jazz bass and, and I played the, uh, the entire gig on the P bass and, and I was having a great gig. It was a great gig. I'm enjoying myself. I'm smiling. Yeah, you are. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're having a good people winks time. as they walk by. Yeah, you are. You know. And, <laughs> yeah, you and, are. But, you know. I took two bases to the gig because I can't play the other one. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, last gig. I mean, last tune of the set. Okay. Let me get out the jazz bass. Got out the jazz bass and it freaking sucked. I couldn't hear it. I just, it was like mm. night and day when I was playing that P bass, which uh, actually had flats on. I could hear it really well. It was just so. I picked up the jazz bass and it was just like I stepped into a world of doom. I just couldn't hear it. It was now I've also done, you know, gigs where I have been able to hear the jazz. Like, I'm not sure whether it was the bass or the room. I'm not sure. And I only had one, get one tune to, I didn't have any, I just couldn't sort it out. So so I had a miserable last tune. It freaking completely scuppered the gig. You know, it got to the end of the gig. And I even like, this guy walked over and he was like, oh, great gig, man. And I was like, yeah, but that sucked that last tune, didn't it? I was like, and he's like, no, it sounded great. And I wouldn't leave it. I was like, no, dude, it didn't. It sounded awful. I was like, that was just totally crap. And I was like moaning on about anyway. So yeah. It you was a bad experience. You did yourself dirty. You did yourself dirty. I mean, that yeah. is brutal. Because I mean, here's the deal. The reason, I think, P basses are just a little louder. They've got more mid-range. So in a live setting, you know, yeah. if you set your amp up, you play the whole gig on a P, you get really used to that mid-range cut, you get used to the volume. Then you pick up a jazz bass and it's a little quieter and it's a little more mid-scooped. I couldn't good, hear it. Good, yeah. good night. It's over. And I'm sure you went to the neck pickup. It didn't completely sound like a P bass. It didn't oh, really it's help. Straight to the neck, neck pickup. It just, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, did. Just, yeah. So, and, and hey, you know, I'm not sort of like dissing jazz basses at all. They are amazing for me. Yeah, they are. Like when I think about all basses, I kind of just, you know, for better or worse, I slam them into three categories mm. P bass, yep. jazz bass, 
something slightly different. Probably like Rickenbacker Museum. There's there's like a like another category that other yeah other. But they all <laughs> yeah. go into those three categories: P bass, yeah. jazz bass, other. So you wouldn't have like modern active though as a category, no. No, that's still going in. You know this bass here? It's going in. No, it's going in jazz bass. Ah, right, 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 right. Yes. Oh, we've got this fancy Federa. Okay, well, it's got, but it's got soap bars. I know, but where are they? Oh, they're in 60s position for, it's going in the jazz bass category. Got Even, it, I see. like, it's just, you know, like stuff that's going to go in other would be, I don't know, Rickenbacker maybe. Sure, or maybe yeah. like a short scale, Hoffner or oh, exactly. Mustang. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I get it. I'm, I'm like brutal about it. I'm like, they're just three categories. That's it. P bass, <laughs> jazz bass, other. <laughs> And um, yeah, so, and again, it, for better or worse, but it, it just it's like simplifies it for me. And, yeah. and, and when, and for people, you know, watching or listening, you might want to think about that as well, uh, because it's, it's an interesting kind of like rabbit hole. Oh, watership down. It's an interesting rabbit hole to go down. Like what's right for you? Is it, right. do you resonate more with P-based sounding instruments? Do you resonate more with jazz-based style instruments or that that kind of sort of like the other category as well. So for me, I battle severely. It, it's like a P bass jazz bass battle always going on, and yeah, it's a it's a forever thing. Yeah, it's maybe well, you know, I'm never going to get to the end of what we talked about, right? I mean, here's the here's that two pickup scooped jazz bass thing. Here's just the neck pickup. And then if you want to get Jocko, here's the bridge, right? So versatile. I mean, and we've even made a big YouTube video about this, why the jazz bass crushes everything. Everything! <laughs> but it's interesting, Scott. It did not crush that last tune on your gig. <laughs> it didn't, dude. It completely screwed it over. And also, when I'm listening to that bass, it's really interesting that when I'm listening to you play, I'm just like, oh, neck pickup. Oh, like every day, I'm just like, neck pickup. Just play it on the neck pickup. That's what sounds best. Yeah. Then when I'm on a gig, let's say I've got this bass, okay? You know what I'm yeah. going to do on a gig? I'm going to be, I'm going to go like, hmm. And then I'm going to roll off that bridge pickup. I'm going to play it all on the neck, neck pickup. pickup. Yeah. yeah. And, and dude, because like, soloed if you're playing it alone and we're playing these alone right i mean we're across the pond fondly gazing at one another through glass hello <laughs> hello <laughs> but right if you're playing it alone you might sort of think oh the the neck pickup or bridge pickup sounds kind of weird there's i mean especially the neck pickup it's kind of barky the, uh, there's uh. mid-range yeah it's not as bright it's not as pleasant sounding yeah but boy oh boy in a mix there's something about that neck pickup that has more support more bottom when you're playing with a drummer it also just gives you a tiny bit more volume or perceived yeah, volume yeah, yeah and so when you have a jazz bass and you know you feel like you're maybe a little under oh man it's just neck pickup slam it to the neck pickup and then at least you have a chance <laughs> yeah and and it's but it's it's tough so if anybody's listening to this and thinking oh dudes like Give me a freaking break. I came to watch this to to have more answers for us, for you to <laughs> help with my confusion. And all we're yeah. just sit doing is sitting here talking about our own confusion. I get it. I know. But hey, I'm just putting it out there that 
it's like constant for me and and it's ever evolving so yeah, hopefully totally. with this episode you you will get a better understanding of what pickups are available and you'll hear them next to each other as well but what we're not saying is like you know that we've got any answers you know because sure. I, I struggle with this as well because let me give you a, a the, the other side of it yeah on a gig maybe i put all of the the neck pickup on on this and um But when I was doing the album, that wasn't what I did, actually. That right. didn't give me the sound. I was actually all pickups 100% on, and then I'm actually just dialing back, dialing the back bridge. the neck pickup. So there's ah. more bridge pickup on, mm. on the album. Yeah. So, and then it was like, I'm not sure I might have a delay. It was genre specific, right? Right. It's because you're Mr. Fusion, dude. Yeah. Mr. Fusion. Yeah. You know, doing all, doing all of that stuff, right? So it's, it is genre specific. Yeah. And it does really depend. Um, again, it's an endless source of, could be, like, I will put it out there that I don't get frustrated by it. I don't think I do anyway. It's just like this endless question. <laughs> It's just you know. kind of fun. I mean, you know, it to is, try yeah. all these different things. And yeah. look, if you play in church, you're going to have a certain thing. If you play in like CCM church or gospel church, those two genres are going to be different. If you play in a wedding band, you're going to want something versatile. I mean, I, you know, went back when I was playing in wedding bands a lot, I loved a jazz bass because it could get me close enough to pee, pick up territory. But also when we were playing tunes that I had to slap on or play kind of bright, gritty stuff with a pick, like the killer's or yeah i mean yeah. a jazz bass is so awesome and versatile for that you just don't want to switch between a p and a j <laughs> or else or else the jazz is just gonna be like into the river dude you're just yeah. gonna toss it it's weird isn't it yeah and, yes. and there's great players out there that play jazz basses and and if i heard them play on a p bass it just wouldn't i don't think it would grab me as much like mm. people like marcus miller right so like marcus right. his sound is that sound right yeah, it Getty sounds Lee, like i don't know I like too. you know It's like like real bright, yeah, active jazz bass sound. If he did that on a P bass, it ain't gonna sound like Marcus Miller. So yeah, I yep. love the jazz bass for that. I love Same. the jazz bass. Yeah, there's a bunch of jazz bass players that I absolutely adore, right? But for whatever reason, sometimes I struggle with it within, especially right. within live scenarios. Yeah, yeah. I think if you hit a jazz bass, like you're a, you're an attacker. It's a really interesting instrument. Like as Scott was saying for the Marcus thing. <laughs> Or if you're playing like a tacky fingers. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the Getty Lee thing. Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm still just sort of breaking up my preamp here. There's just like an interesting top end to a jazz yeah. bass when yeah. you're uh, when you're hitting it, that a P bass is kind of more gonky. Keep, like almost like when you hit a P bass, it's like ah ah ah. Where you hit a jazz and it's wide open, it feels like the blanket has been lifted. And yeah. so that's interesting. If you're you know if you're an attacker, you have a heavy uh, plucking hand or you're slapping. A jazz is awesome because it lets all that top end character come through. And really, like the top and the mid range is where you hear a bass's character. Like every yeah. bass has low end. I mean, if you turn the tone knob off of every bass or roll all the high end off in an eq all basses sort of sound the same 
It's mm-hmm. it's in the mid range and the top where you hear like oh the differences between these pickups between the different models. Yeah. Hey, we've done obviously we've done the P base pick. We, we did the early you know early fifties P. Then we yep. did the P base pickups. And then yep. we did the jazz base. Do you want yep. to grab a PJ? Mr. PJ, PJ. you've got some PJs, right? So I got a PJ. A a PJ is a you've so you've got a precision pickup in the neck slot, and then in the bridge pickup, you've got a regular jazz bass bridge pickup down there. And uh, there, well, there are some people that really love this. There are some people that don't. It's kind of like a polarizing combination, actually. Yeah, but it that, really is. Yeah, like it really is, isn't it? Like the person that jumps to me for my, when I think about PJ, instantly I'm like Duff McKagan. Dude. Duff! Uh, uh. <laughs> yes, mate. Yeah. <laughs> right? And that's that PJ, that's both of them together. And boy, I got to tell you, when when I hear that sound, when I hear Duff play it, it's awesome. When I hear myself play it, I don't like it. I immediately want to switch to just the P pickup, you know? Yeah. That's just the P pickup. Yeah. Here it is together as the PJ combo. I I need a bit of chorus. I just don't like it at all. Hold on, yeah. dude. I got it. I, I got it, dude. <laughs> <Right>. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I just That's don't that like that thing. mixed sound. I don't like right. it. And just, okay, so what, if I was watching this or listening to this, I would want you to A, B, both pickups on, the PJ, both pickups okay. on okay. against a jazz bass, both pickups on. Can we do that? Ah. Okay, we can do that. I'll do this bass, and then I'll, I'll grab that Lakeland again. I think they're about similar output. Um, so here's the line. Okay, that's PJ. Yep. Here, that was both pickups on the PJ. Here's both pickups on a jazz. Yeah, it's like instant upgrade for me. Instant upgrade. Yeah, it's more pleasant sounding. Yeah. I feel like unless you have active PJ pickups, the PJ config is really difficult for me. Like in a passive configuration, when you have active an active circuit, I think a PJ works better. Um, yeah, got it. Yeah. There are like, you know, there's as I was saying, some people do love. Oh yeah, the Spectre, the PJ. Yeah. Like some people love it. Like again, like there's a lot of people that have played Spectres in the past that have got crushing bass tones from the PJ. Also, just to put it out there, Victor Wooten has played a PJ for his entire career for the most. Fodera, yeah, yeah. That's right. So there are some really great players using PJs and getting some great tones. It's just something I'm not drag towards well check this out see see what you think of this so this is you know active emg's pj configuration this is a reversed b but this is a very different sound than that fender oh completely different yeah um i i this this is the pj setup that i like like when i hear an ns2 this is a specter ns2 from 2013 um with emgs and a has pre the spec the classic like specter um uh, circuitry 
yeah. mashup, not a mashup, yeah. you know, the combo, their classic offering. Yeah. I really like this sound, actually. The strings are a bit dead on it. Okay, for me, that doesn't sound like a downgraded jazz bass. That's sometimes yeah. where I go when I hear like a normal P, a PJ. I'm like, PJ. Ah, it's kind of like a jazz bass, but not as nice. Right. Where with that, I'm like, oh, it sounds like its own thing. Maybe that's it because does. it's got active circuit, right. but also it's got a reverse P. So yeah. the, the, the E and A... Uh, part of the the split P is closer to the bridge, and That's the right. D and the G is further away. That's right. Unlike the P bass, which is the other way around. So yeah, like I actually dig that. I dig and it. And I mean, and it, you know, yeah. this this sound. Dude, I was about to say Alice in Chains, right? Like, right. Of course. And it's cool. It's just it has its own thing. You know, it's totally. Just seeing that I was blowing this bass is so loud. It's got this ah uh, to it. It it's cool. It has its own character. So this is a PJ that I endorse. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean yeah. not really. Well, I don't act I I'm giving I'm just giving it my stamp of approval, is what I mean to say. For me yeah, as well, that sounds like if I had to just take a I don't know, just a it kind of sounds like a P bass, but with a little extra. Yeah, sure, it's, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a jazz bass. It sounds like a P bass with a little extra. Maybe, maybe Do you want to hear like just the P pick? Something. Yeah, go for it. You want to hear just the P pickup on it? Um, the P pickup. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's cool, right? Here's the blend. And oh, I, mean, I do like, like that. I do like that. <laughs> do you? Yeah. yeah it's cool, yeah, right? And then like if it. you go back to the bridge... I even think, man, that EMGs, EMGs get some hate. There was a time um, in which people really, like EMGs were not cool, but I think they're incredible. I yes. think they're one of the Agreed. coolest sounding active pickup ever. There's such a voice. And I even think that that rear pickup, I think that's a cool sound. I almost never use a bridge pickup on anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the combo again. And the neck. I actually like all of them tones. I think that's I do too. Bass. Yeah, I love Dude, it. I do too. The NS2, yeah. man. It's like, to me, this is my favorite sort of modern active electric bass thing. It kind of leans rock and roll. It, you don't find it a lot maybe in like gospel church zone, but gosh, man, I just, I feel like this is such an interesting sort of yeah. thumbprint sound. Do you know that when we were talking about those three categories earlier, you've got P yeah. bass, jazz bass, and other so just to give you an example of how this works in action, right? That for me is a P bass with a little extra. It's going straight in the P. <laughs> like it's that simple. Yeah. It's a P bass with a little extra. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. like that. Okay, so we've gone with the early P pickups. We've gone with the P bass pickups. We've done the jazz yeah. bass pickups. Yeah. We've done the PJ pickups. Yes. Next, we need to talk about the 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 modern pickups. These, like the, the so soap bars. Bars. Yeah, the humbuckers, right? Humbucker. Oh yeah, because yeah. okay. So let's put these in two like two different categories. You've got humbuckers, and then you've got like modern day soap bars. So humbuckers for me, I'm not sure about you, would be Music Man mm -hmm. and like Thunderbirds. Are they? Yes. Are they? Okay. So Definitely. if you want to, do you want to grab a music? Have you got a Music Man? I do have a Music Man. Remember when Blue to Tiger bought my other Music Man? Remember on the podcast? Yeah. Blue was like. 
will you sell me a music, that Music Man bass? And I was like, uh, and I did, and I'm glad I did. But then I needed another one. This is a, one from 2010. Immediately after that, <laughs> after you sold her the bass, you got a call from... What's his chops? Prince's ex drummer. What's his name? Yeah, from uh, from Michael Bland, who's a dear friend of mine and, and hires me to play on stuff occasionally. And he was like, oh, I mean, it's crazy. I was like, I'm not using that Stingray hardly at all. I sell it to Blue. Michael Bland called me. He's like, hey, man, can you know? Can you play on this thing? It was this uh, artist named Champ Town. He's like, hey, can you do this? And there's a tune. I really need like a flea, <laughs> like, like <laughs> blood sugar, sex magic, you know? And that was before I had the wall, too. Yeah, you know, I have yeah. a wall now, but I was like, ah. Oh my God. It was like, you know, like a stingray or something. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. I actually did it on the Spectre and it sounded great. But, um, oh, really? Yeah, oh, I, I did. Yeah. yeah. That has got that aggressive Spectre. vibe, though, hasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, give us the riff, dude. Boom, boom, I mean, boom, all right. Boom, so boom. here, let, let's see. <laughs> yeah, dude. Think of that. I like it. I like it's it. It's cool, right? I mean, yeah. it's a different vibe. The thing about this, right? Leo Fender, try, he, he signs the 10-year Do Not Compete. He goes away for 10 years. He sells CBS, sells to CBS, and he plots, right? And he then- schemes. Yeah. And mm. then he essentially <laughs> wanted to make a P-base, but in kind of like but pull the pickup back. He Basically, this was meant to be like the super P-base. And it doesn't sound anything like a P bass. Yeah. He just yeah. created a completely different thing. Um, to me, it's Tony Levin, right? I mean, it's all the, oh, come on, Ian. It's so bright, right? Yeah, yeah. Or it's. Yes, that really, like, just when you played that, yeah. there is, you can hear that, like, straight away that there's. Yeah something within the tone that really jumps out yeah oh it's so interesting Love it. i i have never been able to make friends with it live ever have you no <laughs> <laughs> No, but I do, I, I, like, I love the sound, love listening to other people play it, but for me, mm. it's just never, like, never worked. Yeah. I just don't even know what to do with the EQ. I mean, maybe I need to play one with a three band or something, but, you know, like, with the EQ is boost only, and it's uh, bass and treble, and I feel like, you know, I want that bass in there, and I want to turn the treble down. But if you do that, get rid of the brightness, then it's kind of hard for it to stick out in a mix. I just have struggled to know how to like place this bass. That yeah. said, I've made a lot of content with Stingrays. I've done it for SBL for like the Tim Comerford video, yeah. um, for the Flea Blood Sugar video. Um, and so I feel like it's almost like, oh, and of course, Tony Levin for the, you know, Peter Gabriel, or maybe I said that already. Uh, but I feel like when I'm in other people's shoes, then yeah. um then i then this is fine but when i'm kind of doing my own thing or if i'm playing a gig that isn't like a peter gabriel tribute thing or something <laughs> you know which yeah, i weird, never i've it? never like played it, that yeah it's yeah, hard. It, it's kind of weird isn't it because it, they're such a great bass and they they're so classic as well there's so yeah. many people played them throughout the years but yeah i totally understand where you're coming from it's it's kind of 
it's I don't know what to do with it. Like, do you know when I, I, know. I play when I pick up a jazz bass or similar, like this bass, for instance, I kind of know what to do with it. With the P bass, I feel like I know what to do with it. With the Music Man bass, I just kind of like I I haven't maybe just learned how to use that sound. Maybe there's people right. watching this and they're like, oh, it's because you just haven't spent enough time with it. You exactly. Learn what to, how to use it within a band context and what it really, you know, lends itself to. I think that that's where I'm Yes. At. Yeah. I think that's the same for me. I just haven't spent enough time in a live context. Other people too are going to say, oh, it's amazing, especially if you get one that has the two pickups in it. I mean, yeah. I, I just, yeah. I think I saw Rob Malarkey was playing um, one of the HHs, means humbucker, yes. humbucker. And it kills. Right? He sounded yeah. phenomenal. It sounded awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, so this, this was, um, it's, it certainly wasn't the first humbucker for bass, but it was like after Leo left fender he got on that humbucker train big time with this big old monster pickup exactly yeah but yeah, before exactly. that before that happened in humbucker world there was the t-bird too the t-bird right? yeah are you yeah. going to use your signature for this or have you got like some kind of t-bird i do oh well hey i'm just gonna use you your choose. signature just use your okay, signature yeah because yeah, cool. it's a that t-bird pickups aren't they yeah well they're reverse engineered from mike lull's personal 63 um and T-Bird pickups are notoriously very different over the years. Um, and this is supposed to be like a dead-on recreation of Gibson's 63 T-Bird pickup. Uh, this is a IMA4. I'm, I can't believe that that's true. It's my initials on a bass. Crazy. Collaboration I did with Mike Lull. Um, this one is in lavender. No, fire mist lavender. And here's, here's the riff. And here is the neck pickup. Powerful. Sounds powerful. Like the bass yeah. sounds kind of powerful. It's for me, I'm just thinking about my three categories, right? I'm like, yeah. this is a jazz bass, but on yep. steroids. That's yeah. the kind of vibe, you know. It's darker than a jazz bass, right? Yeah. And like here's the here's the bridge pickup. Again, here's you know all of them together. I love that sound. That's a that's a beautiful sound. I think it is too. It's yeah. um and you know maybe we compare it to a J, but right. So both pickups on full. If we compare it to that jazz bass, which is back here. One sec. Oh geez. Ah, oh, you're good. I love this. By the way, I'm learning as we go. <laughs> um, compare that to the jazz. This is going to be. This is going to have more top, but slightly less volume. Mm. But this is a really nice sound. It's a lovely sound, yeah. But I found live the the lull, the darker kind of jazz bass thing, it it sits better. It like Does it cut through more? Yeah, it yeah. does. Um man, like when I hear it alone out of context, I'm kind of like, hmm, I wish maybe it had a bit more top on it. Uh, but when I play this in a mix, it has a different top, actually. It's sort of glassier yeah, up high. Yeah. But it has this mid-range, too, like especially with the neck pickup. Kind of like a glassier P-Bass. It's 
different thing, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, can we, you haven't got a P base with rounds on, have you? Have you? Could we maybe hear the, that bass neck pickup mm-hmm. versus a, versus the PJ, but just with the neck pickup on the PJ? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Do you, want it, do you want it with a pick, rock and roll style, or do you want the riff? Just do the riff. So what Just I'm do doing, the riff. Is, this is a basically a humbucker in neck position with rounds yes. versus yep. a split P in neck position with rounds. Here we go. So uh, this is the lull with the with the uh, Thunderbird pickup neck position. Okay, that was correct. Yes. We're ready. Right, here we go. <laughs> bong, bong, gudung, gudung, gudung. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get so sick of that. Um, I love the we go. on that thing. It's cool. Yeah, here we too. go. Here we go. Oh, okay. That's really interesting. Much more mid in this bass. Much more, yeah. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, 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 oh. The, yeah, the, the, the T-Birds or the IMA, much glassier. Yes. Even in terms of the EQ, I would say, whereas yep. this has definitely right. got this like big mid bump in it. Yeah. Bark. Interesting, yeah. And I mean, when I play P basses by myself, and, and even in sometimes in a band, I, I just am like, oh, there's that sound that I'm divorced from. Like, it's mm. weird, man. It Like, I get it, and I love it, and I use it for things that need it. But, man, when I play a more a jazz-style instrument like that, you know, the the lull, for instance, yeah. it just feels more like me. I'm like, ah, oh, I want to lean it toward a P bass and use the neck pickup, but this sound to me just doesn't really sound like me for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, dude, that's what I mean. Like the, the the question just keeps rolling on. It just keeps rolling on. And and I'm not to make this all about me, but you know, again, if I just play this guy again, it has enough P character, but it's glassier up top. It's just more even, dude. It's yeah. like it's it's just more. When you played the P bass for me, it looks like if you yeah. could see the EQ, it yeah. just looks like you've you found like a one of the mid controls and just bumped that right up. <laughs> So right, oh, 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 or like there's oh, a that wah sound. that's always on yeah. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Whereas right. this one, when you play, it's got like a glassy tone to it, and it's yeah. much, much more even. Yeah. yeah, super interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think the um, the T bird pickups have been misconstrued. They are sort of like thought of as this sort of you know, it's associated with Skinnerd and with Motley Crue, and but it boy they're just so lovely they don't have to necessarily be like southern rock yeah dude do do you know what i think it is i think it's an aesthetic thing yes some people get a little turned off by they're like of course yeah i'm a bit like that like the i'm not sure about the chrome chrome yeah sure it's like this has got gold it's got a gold bridge i'm not i'm like (laughs) "Eh, i'm not sure i could do the gold bridge i'm also not sure i could do like like chrome pickup. full but, chrome pickups yeah but right, i absolutely right. love the tone of them yeah we should now jump into the modern soap bar so do you want to right. grab your your ken smith dude yeah jeez, look at this do it oh, dude oh dear god <laughs> and i mean right back to where we started yeah top of the top of the episode with some uh modern sounding pickups 
I mean, talk about a different, a different thing. Man, it's a, it's a yeah. thing. Have you got? Yeah, it, like it sounds, it sounds for me exceptional. But within, again, it's like right going right. You know, when we're talking about the top of the episode, I'm like, some days I will would kill for that sound <laughs> yeah some right. days i'm just like eh, i don't know right it's yeah it's it, it is what it is and for me with the ken smith it's not that i hate it or anything like that it's like for the most part i absolutely love it but there yes. are definitely certain styles or certain lines i want to play on a smith and i'm just like ah it's, that's not the vibe it's mm. completely opposite to the vibe but i do i do really love it and i love the way it cuts through in the mi mix as well they're just absolutely amazing yeah. like just oh so good but um should we jump into because these are slightly different aren't they that they are humbuckers yeah. um i imagine the 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 makeup of the pickups that you've got are very similar to these pickups here on this this new f base of mine but again we talked about this earlier your pickups are more towards the bridge which gives you that really kind of you know obvious ken smith mid quality of, yep. in the tone whereas these are in the jazz bass placement and with this bass specifically what you can do is you can switch between series parallel and single coil with, with each the, pickup with each pickup yeah so yep. just to keep this and this is what i was talking about earlier kind of like a, re a revelation for me because i've never really thought about oh series and parallel would i even need it like honestly kind of turned me off a little bit like mm, i'd see yeah. bases and they'd have soap bars and then it would also have these little switches and you could make it series and parallel i was like yeah oh, like oh, get out yeah, sure you know, just like sure. make it simple but then when right. i got this base i was like oh this actually could be useful so it's a huge difference yes. huge difference okay so for me like i'll show you so what i'll do is i'll put both pickups all the way on so kind of like in and these are in the jazz bass um jazz bass space and all pickups all the way on um and this is in let me just check here that i'm not telling like okay so this is in series okay in series what's what's the riff play me the riff dude uh 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 it was this let's see it was a um okay so <laughs> oops something like yeah. that right yeah yeah okay so that's in series okay put Bark it in parallel parallel that's like a jazz bass well but this is like they're humbuckers so th mm -hmm. they were both humbuckers so we've got humbuckers in series which is the more mid-range more output yeah humbuckers in parallel ah. and it. then we've got single coils which are in uh in parallel, parallel. Oops. Ah, and that's the jazz bass sound that's the jazz bass yes. sound yes Oh, that's so interesting. And again, so Humbuck is in parallel. In, no, that was in 
That series. was in series, yeah. Buckers in series. <laughs> <laughs> and then in parallel, more high end, a little less output. Exactly. And then you've got traditional jazz bass. <laughs> so for me, sitting yeah. here playing it, just in the room, I much prefer the jazz bass vibe. The third one that you played. Yeah, just simple single coils in... Let me let me ask you this. Right? Let me ask you this question. Could you just get rid of all those switches and just have that mode? Would you be fine? Yes, but here's the, here's the interesting thing. I haven't played it live yet, and I do right. wonder, I do wonder if live, you know, what we were talking about with the jazz bass, I wonder if this... Or mid-range. And that going second to, one? That second one was um, the... Uh, the Buckers in parallel. Well, yes, in parallel. That sounds a little like a T-bird to me, actually. Ex yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a little glassier, but it's got more muscle than a jazz bass, right? It's got a dip somewhere as well. No, a bump, sorry. Where are we? That was single coil mode. Um, parallel. Like, I much prefer single coil mode there. I do. Yeah. Um, because it just sounds so good. Well, and it, and it sounds like what you're used to. It sounds familiar, like a jazz bass. Yeah. Now, yeah. interestingly, talking about what I was, um, what we were jumping into earlier with me doing the album, and I was like, well, you know, yeah, I prefer the neck pickup in in so many different ways. But when I was doing the album, I was actually it was both pickups on a neck pickup dialed back slightly. Yeah. When I do this in the room in here yeah it sounds okay right yeah but if i put the bridge pickup into series woo, right and and then i went down this whole rabbit hole of okay because sometimes when I hear a bridge pickup on its own, so I'm going to play the bridge pickup on its own now. Bridge pickup on its own, I'll put it in single coil. It, it sometimes just sounds way too... We've had this conversation before. Yeah. Right? We're like, eh. You know. It's so thin. That one sounds good, though, to me, actually. Dude, listen. The problem... The problem with single coil jazz bass bridge pickup is the Jocko comparison. Forever, forever, amen. Exactly, right? Like, so that's just, you just can't escape it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it just sort of brings that to mind and you have to deal with that. You either have to sort of embrace that and be like, yeah, it's kind of a Jocko nod because his voice with that sound was so strong. That's part of the reason too for me where I'm like, ah, I hear it and I... I love Jocko. I mean, I love him, but I don't want to, 
I don't want to do it. Sound like that. Exactly. Yeah. And so I kind of, I, I then shy away from that sound because his voice in that world was so damn strong. Yeah, exactly. So when, you know, and sometimes it just sounds thin as well. Yeah. But check this out. If I put that, so that's the bridge pickup soloed on its own. But if I put it in parallel... I mean, over, over sounds, on my side, it's... That sounds it's, like completely different. I'm like, yes, that's interesting. It, it's breaking up. It has a huge amount of output. I mean, so for me, I don't know how that's being captured, but for me, it's like distorted. It's so much more output that it's like... Rah! Yeah. I mean, and it's kind of cool. So you've almost got a turbo switch. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. That's it. That's cool. That's cool. It, it's cool. Yeah. So I'm going to explore that um, when I'm playing live and see what it does sound like bridge pickup, but in bridge pickup soloed, but in parallel to see if that gives me a little more of that bridge pickup thing, but just not sure as it's thin. Not in series. Are you sure it's not in series? Bridge series. Sorry. Series. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're series, never going to, so. we're never going to get it right. <laughs> I'm going to. Series is like a thick sauce. Series is sauce. Parallel series is like sauce. Pants. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we need to sort of like come up with some kind of like, yeah, visualization we can sort of like remember to help us uh, not That's screw great. this up. But yeah, the series is the thicker one. So I'm definitely going to experiment more with the, with the series stuff. And also yeah. you can obviously get combinations of those as well. So for instance, I could put it into... Um, both pickups full on. Okay, so that's both pickups wide open on single coil mode, aka yep. jazz bass. But I can also put like the uh, neck pickup into parallel. Oh, but, yeah, but, right. But have the bridge pickup in single coil. And then I can put the bridge oh, wow. pickup into. Um, parallel and have the neck pickup on single coil or in, you know, in series. And we've just, and, and, and we've just lost, I don't know how many of you. <laughs> I know, like, hey, me, me included. Everybody's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. What's going to be so interesting is the gig is the litmus test, right? Exactly. We can, we can yes. talk about all this stuff sitting in sitting in the studio. Oh, this is so nice. Oh, this is so interesting. But when you get on a gig, it's that thing of like when you went from the P to the J and you're like, oh my God, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Right. It will be very interesting to see if you commit to a gig with that bass. Um, it'll be so interesting to see like where you default because my guess is for every tune, you're not going to be switching and tr you know what I mean? You're probably going to, no, I'm just going to find one sound and, and find one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's kind of the thing. Yeah. Um, so I have always been sort of been leery of uh, all of those switches on a bass because I do tend to find on a given instrument. I tend to find one thing that I just really like, but it's yeah. cool. It's like, this is, this bass is the Guinea pig for this new rabbit hole. This bass is the. Well, that's why I'm the same as you. That's why I always I always gravitate towards simplicity. I'm always yeah. you know secretly gravitating towards a P bass. We talked about you know on a <laughs> right. a, a, a pod, you yeah. know a, a few uh, 
a few episodes ago and somebody turned up to a gig and they were like, oh, I was a bit disappointed that you didn't have the the banana bass and you weren't doing that thing that you did on the album. And instead right. I had a P bass. He was like, oh, yeah. he was really disappointed. I was like, yeah, I get, I like, I understand where you're coming from. Yada, yada, yada. And I was like, yeah, no, he's right. Maybe that's the vibe. Maybe I need to be taking the banana bass or, or like a, an active five string to gigs. Maybe that's the thing. Anyway, cut like one week goes by. I have a gig. What do I grab? <laughs> I take the P bass. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's it's just it's a it's a tugboat in the harbor, man. I mean, you know, it's it's yeah. the barge. You see it. You're like that. You see it. You hear it. That's it. That's bass. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's such a yeah. And 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 again, I know that this is like confusing and you know and frustrating for many people. Um, but I would just say that you know. I don't think that we're ever going to get to the end of this. I think it's going to be a consistent. Yeah. I think it's it's, it's fun. my life. I it's so love fun. It. Yeah, yeah. And it. and we'd love to know too, you guys watching. Um, what do you prefer? What do you use? What do you prefer? Have your eyes been opened to anything? Have your eyes been opened to anything today that you're like, oh, I thought I hated that, but ah, I like that. Or you're like, oh, wow, that sounds, you know, that doesn't sound as cool as I thought it, you know, what, whatever, right? Um, wondering what you think. We'd love to know. And also, uh, if we do this again with pickups, do we need to do just like a the other category at some point? Like, do we yeah. need to run down the rabbit hole of gold foil and um guild bisonic we should do a the, whole episode on vintage pickups absolutely uh, yeah right yeah. i've got a few things i've got a base six that we could do i've got a music master i have a mustang um ah and even a couple of cool uh hollow body things you know like the the pickups in the hoffners pickups in a coronado you've got a guild oh. right you yeah, and I've got a Guild Starfire, so the Guild, the original oh. Guild Bisonic, which Let's is go actually down that rabbit hole. Yeah, absolutely. one of my favorite yeah. sounds ever. So yeah, you guys want that? Sounds like Scott wants that. So dude, we'll do it. <laughs> dude, I want it. I want it. Hey, <laughs> and just before we move on to the next section as well, just wanted to thank everybody for all of the awesome comments that you left under the last podcast episode that we'd uploaded to the uh, the main YouTube channel again. I know that I mentioned it earlier, but we're trying this new thing out. We're going to do four episodes, see how it goes, see if you guys like it. There was so many great comments last time. It does feel like we're moving in the right direction. And uh, and we just love making this content for you guys. So, you know, we've been talking about doing this every single week. Um, so let us know if it's something that you'll be, you know, vibing with. And also, you know, just a shout shout to say thank you for all of the great comments on the interviews that we've been doing as well yeah absolutely um, yeah like we've been interviewing like marcus miller and henrik linder um and we've got some well rob malarkey we've also got guy pratt we've done an interview with but we've got some great ones coming up we've just done recently we've done one with michael league we've got sean hurley come in obviously bass player for john may we've got john button coming on bass player with the who we've got um yannick oh, yeah. we've done an episode with we've got something coming up with justin rains gospel legend yeah, we've got yes, some we great long form interviews that we're going to be doing for the channel so you're going to be seeing a lot of them as well and uh, yeah like i'm just super stoked that you guys are into it and hey also just to put it out there quick thank you to our sponsor which is us yes we don't need any we don't want any sponsorships on the channel we're sponsoring ourselves if you haven't checked out what we actually do off of youtube 
and over on scottsbasslessons.com. Highly recommend you do so. We have basically built the biggest and greatest and awesomestest online bass school that there is. Uh, we've got hundreds of courses on there from some of the best bass educators on the planet, like Gary Willis and John Patitucci and Jonathan Marin and Sean Hurley, who I've just mentioned. Like All of these guys have got these really fantastic courses in the course library. Hundreds of courses. We've also got Learning Pathways, uh, you can learn R&B or music theory or Ian himself right here has done these fantastic beginning le beginner learning pathways as well. It's just such an amazing platform. And YouTube's, YouTube's awesome. We love YouTube. It's yeah. absolutely awesome. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for YouTube. Um, but it isn't a learning platform and there are right. a lot of distractions on YouTube and there are great, you know, 10 minute videos that give you a quick concept. But what we've done is create these courses that really deep dive you into all of these really important areas of bass playing. So if you want to learn R&B, you've got hours of content on R&B that's all, you know, delivered step by step. Or if you want to learn funk, or if you want to learn gospel, you know, we've got all of these amazing courses that will be just you know absolutely blazing for you and take your bass playing to that next level so all that to say if you want to come and hang out with us and level up your bass playing over at scottsbasslessons.com we would love to see you there and you can give it a 14 day free test drive you can take the entire pl platform for a shot 14 days completely free all you need to go to is scottsbasslessons.com and you'll be able to check it out over there now Jumping into the next segment, dude. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We've got Player of the Week. Um, we did this exactly the same thing in the last podcast we released. We had um, a few different segments. We've got Player of the Week. We've got Question of the Week from you beautiful listeners. And we've also got Gear of the Week. But right now, we're jumping into Player of the Week. And do you want to take this one, dude? Why? I'm going to line, I mean, uh, line up the track. I don't even remember how I found Michael DeFrancesco. I hope I'm saying that correctly, Michael, but he goes by his artist name is Touch Sensitive and he is an incredible bass player and DJ with this just like wild 80s aesthetic that is so fun. I didn't I wasn't even sure what to think in the beginning and then I just did a deep dive on all of his content and just absolutely went crazy for him. He is the real deal killing producer, killing like dance music artist and absolutely ferocious bass player. So Scott's got a video pulled up that'll give you a vibe of the aesthetic. And then I think we're going to play a little something too of him doing uh, the live thing. So here you're going to hear synth bass and he'll play a little bit. Um, but then when he does shows, he DJs, but then he has a, his bass, like a live right electric bass that he plays along with the tunes and it's ferocious yeah check out touch sensitive he's a beast man check this out got the dolphin dude Warwick yes. dolphin i know oh <laughs> so he's got the synth bass blended with the electric here yeah. Oh. Ah. <laughs> I freaking love it. I know, me too, man. It's so cool.
I'll tell you what, dude. There was a dude. moment in time where yeah. the Warwick Dolphin was my number one. Out of all Same. of the bases I could have had ever in the world, the Warwick Dolphin is the one that I would. Oh. I, like, I'd never had enough money to get one, but that yeah. base, oh. Yeah, man, Stefan Lassard oh. from the DMB, right? Yes, Dale dude. Titus. Yeah, I was watching his instructional videos. Like, yeah, and and check out check out Michael doing this live. Um, it's just ferocious. He's such a monster player. I think he's got a Warwick on this one as well. Let's check it out. Dude, can you remember when Warwicks were like the king of the world? Yes. Absolutely, I can. My allegiance lies with Spectre, but I do remember when Warwicks were king of the world. I mean, yeah. dude, 311, the great peanut, 311. <gasps> um, Dirk Lance with Incubus was playing Warwicks. Um, obviously, Stuart Zender with Zender, Jamiroquai yeah. for you guys. Yeah. I mean, and for us, but, but Jamiroquai was such a big deal in the UK. I mean, and then it made it over to the States, but man yeah warwicks were king they were king yeah did you ever have one um i don't think i ever owned a warwick i had played a couple of like corvettes that were not that were uninspiring to me for whatever reason and i just never got into it but i had students that had them and they were they were cool and i mean i always thought a streamer like a that bass that he's playing like a like a classic streamer yeah pretty pretty badass oh um, yeah yeah but yeah i i find that like for me the specter thing kind of fills that gap and i don't i'm not like pining away well it'd be pretty badass to have a dolphin <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude i think the dot but they're heavy the heavy yeah, the sun. yeah that's yeah, the, yeah. that's the downside what's the di like have you have you played warwick though right oh yeah of course yes like what are the if because i don't know because i've played a lot of warwick's but no specters like oh. and they look the same you know when you say mm -hmm. see that warwick streamer it looks the same as the uh, mm -hmm. the specter is it mark one is that what they call it uh specter ns2 NS2, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is there a difference in the feel? Or totally, like, I, I think Warwick's uh, Warwick ended up copying the shape, which I I feel like maybe was a little shady. I don't know. Somebody's probably got the full story, but they were gonna do a deal, and then the deal fell through. But then Warwick just did it anyway. Oh, dude, I think which it was, was a shady, yeah, yeah, sure. which is a drag. Um, but uh, so the the NS curve of the body that's on that NS2 base that then Warwick copied for their streamer. Um, I think that the shape is similar, although the horns are a little different, but I always felt like the neck necks of Warwick's were typically like unfinished. They were Wenge or something. Right. And, yeah, yeah. and the, the, the whole Warwick thing, they had that, um, uh, what was the catchphrase it was like the sound of wood. I feel like all the Warwick's I played were like unfinished. They were like Wenge necks that were unfinished and my, and I felt like it was just suck the oil right out of my hands into the neck <laughs> and my hands were all yeah, dry yeah. and, and the yeah. body's too unfinished. So they were sort of like, 
Um, Spectres, but if, you know, Spectres weren't finishing the bases with Polly or, you know, in the way that they did, I kind of lean more towards that, like rock and roll thing of like bases with finishes, not like just fully natural yeah. <laughs> as I'm yeah, sitting yeah, yeah. here, yeah. dude, as I'm sitting here with this, <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, that was the main difference, the way they felt the feel of the neck, um, what Warwick's used for their necks, uh, also the the weird adjust a nut that Warwick's had that you could like adjust it with Allen keys. And yeah, yeah. I don't know, man, I set up, there was a time in my life where I set up bases for a while and I was setting up some Warwick's and I was always kind of irritated by that nut setup. And I don't know, the, I was just never drawn toward them. I, I thought the like simplicity of a specter in that world was just more compelling to me personally. Mm, interesting. I definitely want to check out one of the uh, aspect. I'd love to check out one of the early ones. Yeah. You know, like the, the ones, the NS2, yeah. like an early, early NS2. I've got, yeah, be, got like a, I really want to uh, itch that, scratch that itch, itch <laughs> yeah. that scratch. Itch that uh, scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, exactly. and, and now, as we do, we turn everything into gear, but Michael DeFrancesco, touch sensitive. We love you, man. Yeah, we do, you. dude. We've, we've passed the, those <laughs> videos of yours back and forward between our, we use something called Slack to yeah. uh, to message each other. And your videos have been pinged back and forwards yeah, many yeah. times, my many friend. Times. Now, moving on to the next segment, we've got question of the week. And this one, dude, is about pedals. It Ready. says, there are so many choices and they're so expensive. Yeah. If you, Mr. Allison, if you, okay. Mr. Yeah. If you only had three hundred dollars, oh. what would you buy? Uh, for a pedal, a yeah. pedal for three hundred dollars. God, I mean, I would want to be like, well, what kind of music do you listen to? And I, I think it really depends on the sound you want to make. But my immediate thing is, I go right to octave pedal. I think I would buy just a standalone octave pedal. And you, you know what? Guess what? If you bought a Boss octave pedal, you'd, you'd have a hundred bucks left or maybe even more to, to go buy strings or, or get a nice dinner or, right? Like the octave pedal to me is the way to get close to synth bass. It lets you um, play cool kind of Moog sounding synth mm -hmm. bass lines. It lets you dive into the parallel universe of synth bass. To me, that's just a really compelling thing. Um, Michael League once said, it feels like you're making more money when you're playing one of these. You, know, you play less, <laughs> you just play big weighty notes. It feels amazing. So if it were me, I would probably just say, grab an OC5, that's the new production. Um, there's others too, like the vintage bass octave that MXR makes has a few more features and is, is also very cool, but just a standalone octave pedal. And I mean, we ran Scott through the, the blind octave pedal uh shootout on an episode oh, not too long ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean and, and secrets secrets were revealed so you that know check that episode out if you want to know more about octave pedals but yeah i don't know that's that's my stock answer um but if you don't want to get into synth bass i don't know maybe it'd be something like a drive pedal but that's a freaking can of worms what would it be for you divine dude three hundred dollars i'm going with three pedals not including tuna because you got a clip on tuna man so <laughs> i so thought it got, was just one i thought you could only buy one you're you're, you're blowing the budget on three i, I love it i I'm, love you it. got three hundred dollars dude i'm gonna go three yeah. pedals i'm gonna okay. assume that i can get them for a hundred dollars or less used market? I am, yeah, yes used market or maybe one of the cheaper brands like behringer or something like that i am gonna get and this is selfish because you would definitely not go for one of these I'm going to go for a octave pedal, 
I'm going to go for a some kind of drive pedal because I can use the drive on its own to just sort of like dirty up the sound. Right. I can also use it with the synth pedal. It's going to sound even like, yeah, it's going to get me in that synth zone. So yeah, with the octave pedal. So octave, drive, and yep. some kind of reverb or delay. Yeah. Because I, I like to get a bit of wet. Yeah. Like yep. a little bit of wet on the sound, dude. Yes. I know you do. I know <laughs> like you a, do. And I like do too. sauce on your food. Why do you right. need ketchup? Well, you need just a bit of wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that you guys say. That's the thing that you say in the UK. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> we don't need ketchup or beans. Yeah. And you guys, for whatever ah. freaking reason, madness, I don't know. You don't have any baked beans. Like, what? Man, what I- is with that? Oh, baked, dude, I was just talking with my family about this. They're blown away that you guys eat baked beans. Baked beans? Yuck! No, 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 no. Baked you know beans what I'm going to do with breakfast? you when you come over? I'm going I'm to put Watership down on repeat and make you have beans on toast for every meal of the day. <laughs> Dude, I'll just, the assimilation is complete, you know? I'll just, like, yeah. start saying mate and, yeah. Oh, I mean... Dude, I can't hang with the beans. <laughs> I can pretend I'll be like, mm, delicious, but inside no, I'm Alan, like, why does anyone do Do you this? like, do you love, I was going to say like baked beans. Do you love baked beans? Love them. Dude, can I tell you something that'll make some listeners get a little bit of sick in their mouths? Yeah, great. <laughs> right, we're all my, waiting. We're, one we all of my favorite things, when the kids and the, and the wife isn't around, I get home, it's been a long day. They're yeah, out, they're still doing their thing. Sure I'm they like, are bit of peckish i mean i'm feeling a bit, bit peckish yes, go to are. the cupboard open the cupboard grab the can of beans open the can of beans no grab a no, spoon no 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 shoveling dude are you out of your freaking mind i love it there's other things do you know that there's there's uh there's delicious potato chips there's there's things like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches dude do you know that there's things out there like uh like pretzels you know there's things out there uh like like a a delicious a delicious beef stick maybe from trader joe's you got those i don't know man (laughs) what's a beef stick Alan, do you eat, do you, would you eat cold baked beans? Yeah. And you do it out the can as well. Like, listen, it it is what this is is the reason we came over the ocean. This is the reason (laughs) (laughs) it's actually not, it's not the reason. (laughs) Dude, when, when I'm over, crack me open that can, man, I'm trying it. And then we're going out to sushi divine. And then dude, we're going out to sushi. Oh, <sighs> you want me to eat a can of cold ass baked beans okay, out of your pantry? Hey, or some shiny, like, tuna. Oh, <laughs> tuna. Okay, dude. Final segment of the week. Yeah. Gear of the week. Yeah, let's go. Gear of the week, and we're looking at week. Fender Vintera Two. Fender yeah. Vintera Two. Apparently, you can get like a Mustang Seventies Telecaster Basics. Yes. I actually pulled up a. Um, I'm going to share this video. Check this out. Cool. And it's kind of like Fender's ad that they put on their own channel. Check this out. Hi, everyone. I'm Alan Abbasi from Fender, and I'd like to show you the Vintera 2. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. I could care two shits about like Fender Vintera. I like Alan. Look at him. What a good looking man. <laughs> He's got glasses on. He's bald. <laughs> yeah, He's rocking a boy. denim shirt. Yeah, Alan. Man. 
This is Shout another Allen. You, Alan. Look, we need more Allens, SPL. We also could do with a few more bald men. You know, oh, come we? and join SPL. Come yeah, and join yeah. SPL. Anyway, sorry to, for, sorry for interrupting Alan. Alan 2, Alan from Fender. Let's let's keep on letting him talk. Here we go. Here we go. Ventera 2 series bases. Ventera 2 pays homage to classic Fender designs from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. All the bases in this series feature vintage-style specs like seven and a quarter-inch radius fingerboards, era-specific neck shapes, vintage-style hardware, and our fantastic Ventura Two pickups that provide authentic vintage Fender tone. I mean, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. What you're saying, dude? Is it is it turning you on? Is it turning you off? Okay, here's the here's the thing. Well, that's that Peter Griffin, I think, or Peter Griffith. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry, Peter. I think it's Peter Griffin, killing bass player. I met him at uh, Sweetwater Gear Fest a couple summers ago. Monster player. Um, I don't care about the jazz bass and the P bass. He's a fine looking man as well. He's got the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, he looks groomed. He's got the stubble. Yeah, you know he bought that jacket for the shoot too. That jacket is looking mighty fine. Yeah, um, dude. I I don't care about the jazz bass and the P bass in that range. I think it was really interesting that they did three things, um, and they're not showing one of them in this because they're probably it's in the Ventura guitar line. But they did the Mustang, which I think is cool, and they did the seventies. Uh, Telecaster bass with that big like Seth Lover mudbucker up by the neck. That's a really interesting sound. I had an original one of those. That is a wild, really cool sounding bass. And then they did a bass six. And, mm. you know, they'd had a, a cheap bass six for a while. They did, it was a custom shop bass six. But then they did this sort of mid-priced bass six. And that bass six, man, is an incredible, incredible you instrument. You love it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting and cool. Um, and, you know, shout out to Rhett Schull. We love your channel, Rhett. Uh, Rhett was playing these and was really blown away by that bass six and composed a bunch of music with it and was checking it out. And I have a bass six from the custom shop I got years ago. I love it. I use it on almost every session in some way. They're very cool. So maybe when we do this next episode, right, of of the oddballs, right, of the vintage style pickups, we got to get into that Mustang, Music Master, bass six, those other things, right? Hoffner, Rickenbacker. Um, yeah, dude. So- at guild right but i think it's i think it's a cool move from fender to put out some of these i mean the mustang is not oddball but that 70s telecaster bass that is an oddball that was not all that well received in real time how many people oh, really? do you see playing those nobody nobody play i mean i'm sure that you know somebody's in the comments is going to be like no no of course they're this person uh but i don't know of any bass player that plays that yeah. era um, or that style of P bass with that pickup, that is a, it's a cool sound. And then to give us a midpoint bass six option, I think it's very cool. So I'm into it. I'm into it. What You're do you think? You're into it. I, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're not into it. It's fine. It's fine. It, def it definitely doesn't turn me on. I'm like, eh. right. it is what right. it is. Like I, I will say that I'm a little down on Fender. Mm. I'm a little down on Fender. I wish they were, you know, I understand why the, what am I saying? <laughs> what am I saying? Yeah, what are you saying? I just like insult Fender. Um, yeah. What am I saying? I just think that they're, well, they are, they're huge. So um, uh, that's bullshit, isn't it? Let me just think about this. Let me think about what, <laughs> I'm just not like, there are certain things I love about Fender. I just don't like them all. 
Uh, sure. I, I definitely think that some of their instruments could be set up a little bit better. The ones that yes. I played, I think that the, the actions, the actions just sort of like, like not low enough. And I understand why they're right. doing it is because it's a mass manufactured instrument and it's built in a factory and stuff like that. I just wish that the, the setup was maybe a little towards my liking like and i've had students in the past that have come with like brand new fenders and i'm like oh. and the, the setup is wonky and the setup's yeah. not you know not where i would want it to be um and but other other manufacturers are exactly the same i've had the same experience so it's certainly sure. not fender um but yeah yeah like yeah it's not i'm not falling in love with the vinteris i do like the is it the pro 2 like I've played a few of those that I really liked. Is okay. It? Yeah. Um, yeah. The professional too. Like I played yep. a P based with a beautiful, like silver finish. That oh yeah. Was, I, I that was that. badass. Actually. It sounded great. The neck really felt great. Felt like a cool. Fender, you know, yep. Fender have got like a particular sort of like manufacturing style that do they, they, you know, have that got like that Fender feel. Um, so that was really nice. But again, the setup on that, the action could have been a little lower for me. They, sure. they tend to have like the action s- slightly cranked too high. And I don't think it feels yeah. like a non-bass player has set it up. That That's if, if oh, I had to sort of like, yeah, I'm like, right. did this person, does it, do they play bass? You know, right. because I wouldn't want to gig on, on with an action that high. With like a factory setup. I, I know, yeah. I get it. I think I'm such a fanboy. I just think it's such a strong, I mean, obviously it's like the brand, right? Um, yeah. So it's hard to, I mean, it's easy to give them a kicking, right? Because it's like, you know, oh yeah, they're easy to hate on because they're the biggest and they're not going to get hurt feelings. They're selling gazillions of instruments. Exactly. But for yeah. me, yeah. like I like, I, I know they get a lot of crap for leaning into um, the stuff that they've done before. Oh, Ventera. So, you know, obviously people are like, oh my God, we've seen this a million times. Who cares? But I think it's a strength, actually. I think that them continuing to reinforce the vintage aesthetic, I think it's actually a strength. I think they know what they're doing in marketing. Um, I'm glad that they're oh, not trying to compete. No with, doubt. No doubt, right? <laughs> no I mean, doubt. Yeah, they've yeah, got their they're, marketing and brand stuff dialed yeah. in better than any any music company big time well maybe not any music company like some of the some of the others have got you know got it pretty dialed in but in terms of like bass yeah yeah for sure and they've taken swings they've taken swings at at weird designs i mean you know we can all point to things like the performer bases or the even the elite stuff in the 80s which is a, a little strange or they're trying to do active circuits and they branched out and they had dr bases they bought kubicki mm. kubicki was their first you know like custom shop line with Stu yeah. ham you know set that deal up but I I like that when the new series come out, it's kind of like the same old thing. I think it's cool. I feel like I'm not out there buying the Vintera stuff, but I just think like, oh, I love that they gave us some oddballs. I wish that they would reissue like a really awesome music master from the early 70s. I wish they would reissue a, a late yeah. 60s Coronado. I think that would be really interesting. Maybe and it's just this- the maybe it's just the setup that I'm hung up. I think it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is ah, actually. Who cares? I would try to get any bass and bring it into a tech and have them set it up. Who cares? Yeah, I care, dude. I care. Like, I went to the local PMT. We were like, at it the yeah, other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, and there was this beautiful looking P bass. What an amazing color. Like, I don't know what yeah. the color was, but God damn it, it was nice. It was like a yeah. salmony pinky, but it wasn't salmon pink. I don't, somebody in the comments probably knows what it was. It, it was gorgeous. I was like, 
that is a damn fine looking base. Yeah. And I looked in and I thought, eh, I bet the, pe- the, the, the setup's not going to be what, what I want it to be. And I picked it up and it was not what I wanted it to be. <laughs> you know, sure. I was like, eh. But if it, yeah. I mean, I don't know that that's Fender's fault. Maybe it is. I, I've, I've, played, I've played a variety, right, of some that are set up great, some that aren't. But I know what you mean. There could be a little more care toward that, but I don't care. I'm going to set up any bass that I get anyway. You are. With the exception yeah, of yeah. very few. The exception of like lulls. Lulls come in like crazy. Like the setup is crazy. Uh, USA Spectres. Actually, yeah, they're... <laughs> There, there are a few now that I'm thinking of like, oh no, these setups are pretty great. But if I'm paying $1,000 to $2,000, even $2,500 for an instrument, I'm not expecting actually the setup to be incredible. And I also sort of feel like my the setup that I prefer is kind of weird anyway. Um, and so I, I'm i like, ah, it's yeah, fine. that's because you don't like beans, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Attaboy. Attaboy. Weirdo. <laughs> but yeah, but check it out. Like I've played a lot of sires with great setups. Mm, yeah, right, right. Yeah, like yeah. I think that maybe it's just, maybe it comes down, and it, just to get into the weeds a little bit, what I'm talking about is string height from the, yeah. so it's not intonation. Neck. It's not like, yeah, it's, it's, it's maybe they just need to, at least for me, I would like them to relook at what a base, like the actual action is like as it leaves the factory. Right. That's what I would like them to relook at because I think it's not right. I think it's just too high. And, sure. and I actually like a lower action than, right. than a lot of people. Just to put it out there, there are some sort of like meat-fisted, thud-thumpers, you know, that love that high action, right? Right. I jest, obviously. But for me, I just wish it was just, you know, it's down. No, I know what bit. you mean. Yeah. yeah. And I like, I like, I would say medium low. I don't, I don't like as low of action as you do, but I do like it lower than typically comes from the factory, but I'm fine to, I just consider that like whenever I get a new instrument, especially a new, new instrument, I always think ah, I'm going to have to tweak something on this. So I'm less bothered by it. I think what it is from the factory is it's buzzing. If people are like, oh, they pick it up and it's too low. They're like, oh, this buzzes. It's bad. Yes, it is. Right. It is it's insurance. For, yeah. It's, 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 well, this is why they do it. Yeah. Mass manufacturer, just imagine that they want a little bit of wiggle room. Right. They want wiggle, wiggle room. If the neck moves a little bit, which they yep. always do because right. these things are made out of freaking wood. So the neck moves a bit. Okay. They yep. want it to be able to move a bit and it not start buzzing. So yep. they to 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 ensure that they have to have higher actions than probably ideal because it gives them a little bit of wiggle room. And then when the bases land in the shops, you know the, the dude or dudette, they do that. They're like, great. There's no buzzing frets. Yeah. Whereas if the action was probably more ideal like like medium low if there was a little bit of you know a little bit of neck movement from when it left the factory to when it landed at the the store then they you know the the store need to start adjusting the truss rod and stuff yes so that's the danger yep you're Um, right but other people do get away with it other people i know sire have, have like their actions like for the most part on the size that I've played, they've got like nice low actions. Right. So yep. they are getting And yeah. you can always raise action. You know, if action is too low, that's good because then you can always make it higher. 
right? If it's like too low for you, that's fine. Like you can always, but you can't always without looking at fret work or plex or redoing, you know, filing the nut or you can't always make high action beautifully low, but you can absolutely make low action beautifully higher (laughs) if you want. Right. So, so I know, I feel you, I've played sires too that are yeah, that, and it feels pretty and, good uh, out of the box. Yeah. Also, just to put it out there, that some high-end bases manufacturers do suffer from this as well. Like, and just to give you an example, I'm not going to mention them, but I'm not. The reason why I'm saying it is because it's I'm not going to drop the f bomb. It's freaking important. So, if yeah. you are making bases, please take the time to just get this right because it's really, really important. I got a high-end base recently, and it came action was pretty high i was like mm. it was too high it yeah. was too, it was like obviously too high so i was like okay now i need to set it up that's fine i'm gonna you know i'm gonna reduce the action down i'm gonna straighten the truss rod because the truss rod was like a freaking banana so mm-hmm. straighten the truss rod drop the action down and it went all perfect until it hit this midpoint around the fifth and sixth and seventh frets and it went so it obviously had this freaking chunk right in the middle of where it sorry i'm banging the mic there where the fret work had it just yeah. wasn't level and i was like nice. come on you know come this on. was like an eight thousand dollar oh yeah well there's no excuse for that it's no that's excuse. why the action was high too probably it probably exactly. buzzed and they probably went oh crap well maybe we can maybe instead of really diving into the fret work maybe we can just bump that truss rod and you know and maybe, maybe this player will like high action <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, and and right. there's some there's there's some manufacturers. Shout out to all of the people that do do a great job of this. You mentioned one already. Mike Lulz does a great yeah, job. Really Guys do. over at F Base, like I'm yes. holding right now, just absolute superb job. It really the devil is in the detail. Like True. you know, to the luthiers out there, please spend the time to get this right and send your bases out with incredible setups because it is just. Yeah, there's there's nothing like picking up that instrument and it's just killing it straight out of the bag. Yes. You know, I love it. Yes. Anyway, dude, let's call it. We're a lot. <laughs> let's call it. And again, guys, if you've made it to the end of the show, if you've made it to the end of the show, please let us know in the comments a bunch of stuff. What you you know? Let us know what you're enjoying about it. Let us know what you're not enjoying about it. Let Ooh, us know what you'd yeah. like us to jump into in future conversations. Please. You know, this week's been all about pickups. The week before, what were we talking about? The week before. God damn! What did we do? We did something. <laughs> we did something. What, Alan? What do we do? He ain't got a clue. Well, we did. You guys know better than us. We do so many of these, we forget. Anyway, let us know what you would love us to cover in future episodes of the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And again, if you're on YouTube, use the YouTube comments to let us know. That's where we're going to be checking every single Please. time we release yes. one of these. We're going to jump into the into the comments, read through them all, and check out what's going on down there. And as I said earlier, thank you to our sponsor, ourselves! SPL! Exactly. If you've not checked out SBL over at scottsbasslessons.com. Please check it out. There's some amazing courses and it's your chance to learn from the best that have ever done it. Other than that, take it easy. We'll see you next time. Booyah. Take care, everybody.